you know, when you're trying to be competitive in these offers, a larger down payment shows a stronger offer. So if you are able to save, you know, 10% down, that's a great thing. Buying or selling real estate can be stressful. After all, it's not any old house we're talking about. It's your home. When it's time to buy or sell, turn to Colleen Benson and the Benson Broker Group with Keller Williams. Get answers to your real estate questions and put your search in capable hands. It's time for Keeping It Real Estate with Colleen Benson. I've got a list of the top seven first-time homebuyer mistakes in particular this year of 2021. So it's a little bit of an updated list from maybe the past times we've covered this topic. And I'm interested oh, to see if you if you agree with these things or if you would then add to this list of seven, maybe some important ones that, that we've missed. So let's walk through them together and see what kind of help we can give first-time homebuyers today. Uh, the first mistake would be only getting one quote from a mortgage lender or assuming your bank is going to have the best rate. Oh, yeah. Yes. The big conglomerate banks out there aren't necessarily the best place to get your your loan. And a good realtor that works with a lot of buyers can actually guide you on matching you with a good mortgage broker that can find the best loan for you in the situation you're in. If you're a first-time buyer, let's say you're looking for a zero-down loan program, we know which lenders in town are really doing well with the Zero Down and the Shinoa Fund and the Oregon Bond Program and various things. So we will match you with a great mortgage lender. And so it's always good to talk to your realtor about who you should go to for a pre-approval letter. Yeah, I think that's a really good one. Um, I remember when we were buying our first home, just assuming that the bank would be, you know, why wouldn't, you know, this big bank that I've been with for so many years have the best yeah. rates? It, it makes sense, right? Oh, I've and, been with Wells And they Wells advertise Fargo. the discounts. Like, oh, you're a member, sure. so you're also going mm-hmm. to get this cool discount. Yeah, and their their programs are good for the right buyer, but first-time buyers, no, because they're, they're, they're spouting those, those programs for 20% down conventional financing. Usually that's a move-up buyer, not a first-time buyer. Yeah, it's a really good point. And uh, the difference was dramatic. We're not talking like a tenth of a percent. Like it was a dramatic mm-hmm. difference in the uh, the mortgage rate that uh, we qualified for versus, you know, shopping around a little bit. So, yeah, don't make those assumptions when it comes to your mortgages. That's a really big first-time home buyer mistake for sure. Uh, something similar into the mortgage world, or at least in the finance part of buying a home, that's a big first-time home buyer mistake in 2021, is not taking the time to improve your credit before buying. So if folks uh, have credit concerns, Colleen, there's there's ways that can be improved, right? Yeah. And buying a home when you have debt is not the best thing. So it's just you're going to incur costs besides your mortgage just with home maintenance. So before taking that on, you should be financially prepared and unencumbered, I would say, and pay your debt off, put pause on the house and get your debt paid off. I think maybe a lot of listeners out there might be relating this segment to their kids or grandkids. Um, You know, how can you help them get into a home? And one of the things that I've done for my kids is, you know, making sure that you're creating credit for them, co-signing on a car loan that they can manage and pay, which helps bump their credit up. And uh, I've also told my kids and anybody, anybody else's kids that'll listen is don't go buy that $40,000 truck if you're thinking of buying a house. You know, like, let's get into the house first and then go buy your expensive car, not the other way around. Yeah, buy the uh, $5,000 beater and uh, use that for a little bit. (laughs) Not a bad strategy. It'll pay off in the long run, I promise. Yeah. 
another first-time homebuyer mistake in 2021 is not putting enough aside for a competitive down payment. This is something that's a little bit different than in uh, previous years, right? Yes, we still have, you know, the three and a half percent down loans, and they're really great loans through the Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, FHA, and those are great for first-time buyers. If you are lucky enough to be eligible for a VA loan, those are at a zero percent down. But, you know, when you're trying to be competitive in these offers, a larger down payment shows a stronger offer. So if you are able to save you know, 10% down, that's a great thing. And also, you know, there's opportunities to have that money gifted to you by a family member so that you can have a larger down payment. And then let's say um, grandma and grandpa want to loan you your down payment. We just do a gift letter. Don't let them put it in your bank account right now. Let's get the lender involved because there's a strategic way that we take that money from the family member and apply it towards the down payment. And then, you know, you can pay your grandma and grandpa back as you you know as you work out with them so that's what we see with first-time buyers if you don't have that ability to borrow money from a family member then definitely we could talk about the fha down payment program or um, just keep saving that money yep that's all right you can uh, always if you if you don't have enough money wait a year get the money you'll be in a better position to uh, then buy that house so make sure you have that competitive down payment, don't stretch yourself too thin. Kind of a common theme whenever we talk about the money side of issues. And one more money side issue would be then also, again, talk about budgeting and setting money aside. Well, in today's world, you've got to have money set aside to be competitive when it comes to due diligence and earnest money offers or as as part of your overall offer. You want to explain that a little bit, Colleen? So earnest money is just what you put down up front. It sits in an escrow account and it goes towards your down payment, but it has to be, you know, there liquid ready um, to write a check right when your offer gets accepted and, and it gets deposited. And then, you know, due diligence, that's the money you're going to need to have inspections. So if you're buying some rural property, you're going to need a well inspection, a septic inspection, a home inspection. And so those things add up. Sometimes you want a sewer scope different things add up. So each inspection is is maybe 200 to $400 and um, you don't get that money back. So you want to have that money set aside and ready. If you choose to not buy the house based on the inspection, you're out that inspection money. So then you're going to need it for the next house too. And another one, Colleen, you see it all the time, being unprepared for a multiple offer situation. How does one prepare for that? How does one prepare? Well, we'll start with a buyer consult, either in our office or on Zoom or at your house. And we go through what multiple offers are looking like right now, what we need to do to be competitive and what we need to do to win that bid. So we will talk to you about that, talk it through with you, um, be upfront about how much money you have to work with and what some different scenarios might look like. And then we'll go from there. But that way, when we get to the house that you're in love with and we hear that there's six offers in and all offers due by five o'clock and it's three o'clock you know what to expect and here we go (laughs) and it's also i guess one of those kinds of things too where when you put an offer together today colleen are you saying to the buyers okay so this is our first offer now if it comes back multiple offer situation what are we really willing to go for you already kind of know those numbers going into it Yeah. Or, you know, sometimes it's like, how high can you go that if you, I like to say this, this is an easy way to understand. How high can you go that if you lost the house by a thousand dollars, you were okay with that? 
you know, like that, you're like, I gave it my best effort. And sometimes that helps a buyer think about how, where, where they're at. And you don't want to buy a house you can't afford and get into, you know, trouble with paying your mortgage or struggling financially. So we just want to make sure that we're not buying a house you can't afford and that, you know, we're coaching you into how to write the best offer, but we also have your best interest in mind and don't want to put you in a position that is just too much for you. Great points all around. All right, I got two more for you, Colleen. Top first-time homebuyer mistakes in 2021. And that would be getting too emotional about the buying process when you've got multiple offers or you've got all that money invested into maybe the due diligence or earnest money part of the home. It can, it can start making your emotions go a little crazy. Oh, for sure. And that's a big part of our job is kind of helping our clients through those emotional roller coasters that that they're going through, especially first timers. You know, you get swept off your feet by the first home um, they see, and and then we start not really thinking clearly about the financial responsibilities that come with it. And is this, you know, I refer to that. Remember when we first met and you, we checked the things that mattered to you? Well, none of these are in this house. So what what is it? And it's just that emotional feeling of, you know, you can see yourself living there and it's so beautiful or um, or whatnot. So yes, it's, it's hard, but we really work with our clients to help remove that emotion and get them on the right track for the home purchase. And last but not least, one more first time home buyer mistake, not trusting your realtor to help guide you through the process. <laughs> I love it. Well, yes, of course. I mean, we do this every day, day in and day out. So lean on us. We are here for you to um, answer all your questions, to protect you, and to be there through through the process. Hopefully lighten it up, make it a little bit fun for you. And because it should be fun, especially if you're a first-time home buyer. You know, typically we've got a lot of millennials that are coming into the market right now. They've waited a while, but, you know, here they come into the market and they've done their homework. They've researched. They already, most of the time, have a house picked out online. And so when they come to us, we then can help guide them. I mean, there's still a lot to do. It's not just finding you a house. Our work really begins once the house is found and we have an offer in and getting you through that process and making sure that you're buying what is absolutely right for you, protecting your earnest money and um, moving you forward to closing. The Keeping It Real Estate Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and most major podcasting apps. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Just search for Keeping It Real Estate with Colleen Benson on your favorite app to find us. Or you can find subscribe links, listen to past episodes, check out the show notes and other great resources, including ways to contact the show and Colleen by visiting keepingitrealestatepodcast.com. That's keepingitrealestatepodcast.com. Did you know that Colleen Benson also has a radio show? Tune in to the Keeping It Real Estate radio show, Saturdays and Sundays at 1 p.m. on AM 1220 and 104.3 FM KSLM.